When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 3, Episode 13, Chapter Titled. New Friends and Old. New Friends and Old, just like us. We're old friends. And new friends, because we reconnected. We weren't old (laughs) friends, though. (laughs) No, we've known each other a long time. Not really. We've I mean, we've known of each other. We... I think we've known we've each other. We've run in similar circles for a long time. Yeah, we we rival gangs. Sure. It's a long story. Our our whole relationship is a long story. Maybe but one day we'll go get into it. This would have been a good weekend to do it just because it was Valentine's Day yesterday. Oh, uh, it was Valentine's the love Day. day. Yes, the the love day. It was Valentine's Day. I hope everybody had a happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for being our Valentine. I, we should have said that last we week. Didn't, we didn't have Valentine's, so Not you really. guys are our Valentine's. Yeah, I spent Valentine's Day driving my daughter to and from her first date. Oh my goodness, she listens to this. Should I say that? Should I take that back? Cut it no, out? No, no. People need to know. <clears throat> People need to know. Anyway, what have you been up to, Tanya? Um, well, uh... Watching lots of YouTube videos? Yeah, so here's the thing. What's the thing? I have a favorite tv show now and it's not a tv show it is a youtube channel and all of her videos are my favorite show like i am invested in this youtube channel at this point like it's all i want to watch it's so darling like everything is so wonderful it's roots and refuge and it's you would think like it's just like any other garden channel on there or whatever it is not that's what it's called by the way it's called roots and refuge yeah roots and refuge and jess is the um like person who makes the videos and she has a homestead in arkansas and i don't watch YouTube like this. Like, I've learned things from YouTube. I've never had a channel that I felt like I just wanted to sit and watch. Um, It's all I want to watch at this point, whether it's her garden tips or just, like, watching her, like, homeschool her kids or whatever. Like, she is just wonderful, and I love watching her videos. So that is pretty much that and working. That's what I've done this week. That's it. I mean, did we do something else? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I, however, I did another podcast. You did. I did another podcast. Um, quick shout out. This is, so what happened is basically uh, Mike, who listens to our show, hit me up on Twitter and said, hey, I know you like wrestling. Would you like to do my wrestling podcast? Um we fantasy book wrestling, which is basically, for those of you who don't know wrestling, um, the storylines that are created. Generally, as a wrestling fan, we don't like them. Um, and it's, it's you sit and you kind of make up your own story, what you think it should have done or what you think this story should do in the future. I do this all the time with Tanya. So that's when I told her what it was. She was like, this is perfect for you. Yeah, I was so excited. And then he was like telling me things. And I was like, well, like you could talk about how you wanted this to happen and this to happen. He's like, well, this week we're doing 
the top was it the top 10 no we just did a wrestling couples tournament yeah so and i listened to it it was very very fun to listen to it's called book it by the way look it up um or you can go to my twitter and i retweeted the stuff and and go check it out they were great dudes Mm -hmm. it was really fun um i'm gonna do the show again definitely we had some audio issues there in the beginning um so mike was pretty upset and like you got to do the show again and i'm down i i really want to like book my own stories right so i'm in we did a little bit at the end where i booked how i want the new day's turn to be and uh biggie to turn heel oh that was fun heel is bad guy by the way oh this would have been a good episode to talk to mike about because i actually thought about it but i thought about it too late like i thought about it today yeah me too um i think we'll we'll have mike on our show here in a bit um maybe the mid mid season wrap up whatever you just um, gotta do tradesies. Tradesies, trades and trading, trading, trading podcasts. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of like a trading places, like kind of like mixing trading podcasts and trading places, but they're the words are so close anyway. Yeah, I mean, it just you guys are going tradesies on your podcast. Trading podcasts. That was weird. Podcasts. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, I had a really good time. Um, other than that, I've been playing Fire Emblem. So, And it was really fun to listen to. Not Fire. I mean, Fire Emblem is really fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Last night he was playing Fire Emblem and he had to Shalaka! watch. He had to watch the first like whole debriefing video twice. And both times I put my video down and I was like watching it with him because it's, it's so good and the music is good. And yeah, I love I love it when you're playing Fire Emblem. Yeah, I'm playing one of the old 3DS ones. So On my 3DS. On her 2DS yeah. with Pikachu on the back. It's so cute. It's um, red. Other than that, we watched Boy Meets World a few times. Yes. Boy Meets World, season three, episode 13, episode titled... New Friends and Old. Uh, and it was directed by John Tracy and written by you Matthew... You made new friends this week. I did make new friends. Shout out to my new friends. That would have been a really good transition. I know. Let's hold on. Hold on. All right. And I did this new podcast. You know what? So I've been making new friends. I've got, you know, I've got my old friends and I've been making new friends too. Do you think your new friends will ever turn into old friends? I don't know. But you know what new friends do turn into old friends? Boy Meets World. (laughs) (laughs) That was was way better. Good job. We Uh, did. That was. That was like reimagining our whole intro to our podcast. I know. I, fantasy, like- <laughs> I fantasy booked our intro. Um, so it was directed by John Tracy, written by Matthew Nelson. And I would like Tanya to blurb me up. <sighs> okay. The blurb for season three, episode 13, New Friends and Old, is Turner turns an old love into a new friend. When I wrote this down, I didn't realize how hard it would be to say Turner turns. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Turner turns. Turner turns. Turner turns an old love into a new friend. Well, okay. That's a blurb for sure. It's a blurb. Um, hey, uh, Tanya? Yes. Tanya, dear? Yes. Darling? Uh-huh. Classroom or not? Not. Where do we start? In Mr. Feeney's office. Yes. In the office. Mr. Of Mr. Feeney, the principal. Yeah, and where we see Corey and Sean, what are they wearing? Cheerleading outfits, and they look fantastic. They do look fantastic. Like, their cheerleading uniforms are very good colors for Corey and Sean. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, like, I was like, oh, 
It's a good look for them. And they're like, it's a, like a baggy sweatshirt and a baggy skirt. So it's not like these short little skirts. That yeah. They're hard not to, wearing hard like to maneuver. skirts or anything. Right. Like it's, it seriously was not a bad look for them. It was kind of, I don't know. I was like, huh. They look good in those cheerleading uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and But they're talking to Feeny. Feeny's like, uh, basically treating like them like they're in trouble. And they're like, you think we burned our own clothes and left nothing for us to wear but these cheerleading uniforms? And forced Joey and Frankie to make us put these outfits on. They name drop. They did. Um, as they should. They got bullied. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Feeney's like, you're free to go. And they're like, how? How are we supposed to go? And Feeney's like, I suggest wait until it's dark and then run. And so they, they poke their head out of the, the classroom and, and Sean says... How's it look? And Corey says, coast is clear. We couldn't have picked a better time to do this. Everyone's in class. And then the bell rings. And then Corey says, we couldn't have picked a worse time to do this. Everyone comes flooding out. And Eric and Topanga somehow end up flooding out at exactly the same time as each other. Like, in the same spot as each other. And Eric's like, oh, look, Topanga. Like, they're best friends now. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, Topanga. There's new girls on the squad or something like that. And then they start, like, heckling them about how... Like, they must starve themselves. Yeah, that they look was, so good. That was awful. I would like to say this little interchange of words is the only dark spot in this entire episode. Oh, yes, definitely. Like, I would, the first time I watched this, I was like, ugh, ugh, I don't like this. The first and, time we watched it, I went, ugh. And then the second time I watched it, I went, I really hate what Topanga just said. Yes. Like, that is bad. And then she's like, no wonder I never made the squad. Yeah. And like, it was just so not Topanga. It was not Topanga. And I know it, like she was doing like that ditzy girl thing, but she's still like, that was awful. The words she was saying were so not Topanga's personality. Anyway. But anyway. Yeah, so that's but it. it's over. Everything and now, else. get ready to be delighted, guys. Get ready because... This is a Frankie-centric episode, so strap yourselves in because we're in heaven. Yes. Frankie heaven. I have never wanted to watch the same episode twice more in my life. I was ready to watch it a second time. I was like, yes, we're going to watch this one again. We almost had to watch it a third time because we had to write so much and we couldn't keep up with it. All in all, I think we actually did watch it like four or five times because you kept rewinding it. And replaying parts until I pulled up the script for you. But anyway, so that whole thing happens and we cut back to the office where Mr. Uh, Mr. Feeney's in the office now with Frankie and Vader. Mr. Stacchino. Mr. Stacchino. And he's like, Mr. Stacchino and Frankie and Mr. Stacchino both like look at each other like, okay. Which well, one? That's both of us. And he's like... What did he say? He says, well, I, I was I was talking to Frankie. And then they both look at each other again like, okay, which like, one? And then he walks over to Frankie, little Frankie. And he says, little on, Frankie. Uh, and he pats him on the back. He's like, oh, I just, I, I wanted to level with this young man right here. And they look at each other and like shrug. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Feeney basically is like, uh, what possessed you guys to do this? This is whose idea was it? And Frankie's like, I would never rat out my best friend, Joey. The rat. And he's like, oh, no, I said it. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Feeney says, it's okay. I already suspected that it was him. uh, And he's already been suspended. Um, And Frankie's like, oh, no, 
what will happen to my best friend? What will happen to me without my best friend? And, um, well, and then Mr. Stacchino is like, because Mr. Feeney says you might be suspended too if you keep falling down this path. And uh, Vader, I don't know. Should Just I? call him Vader. It's fine. So Vader is like cuts a wrestling promo. He's like, oh, no, that's not going to happen to my boy. Not my boy. He's, uh, I promise you, as the 11-time champ. This is so loud. Yeah, it's loud to me. Like, and, you're uh, not in earbuds in my ear holes. Not yet. And um, he, like, starts barking or whatever. And then, then um, uh, Mr. Feeney says, you need, to, you need to distance yourself from him. Anybody who's going to do this kind of thing to you it isn't your friend. They're, they don't want what's best for you. And Vader goes, listen to the man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And um, Mr. Feeney goes, Mr. Stacchino, you, you don't need to yell. And Frankie goes, oh, no, Mr. Feeney, he's not yelling. And and Vader just kind of like puts his arm around Frankie. Like that was like a sweet like exchange between a father and son. And it was fine. And they basically are like, you know, things are going to change, whatever. And they go to walk out. And as they move, watch Mr. Feeney's face through this whole episode because it is just... It's gold. It's so wonderful. He goes, oh, <laughs> and like makes the most surprised face because behind Frankie and Frankie is Mrs. Stacchino, who's this teeny tiny little lady. Because Frankie and, and Vader are large people. Right. Uh, but anyway, now we cut to the hall and um, it, I guess it's the next day because Corey and Sean are talking about wearing no, the skirts. They, it's the same day. They have found their gym uniforms. So they mm. are like talking about how they felt free in the skirts and like, oh, you felt that too? And they're like, yeah. Do you think? No. Like they liked wearing the skirts. It's wearing a skirt. I am I am unhappy as a, as a man, as an adult man. I'm unhappy that wearing a skirt isn't like socially acceptable it started to be for a while like people were trying really really hard to make it Mm -hmm. acceptable probably what like eight years ago maybe a little bit before that like they were trying to make it socially acceptable for men to wear skirts Mm -hmm. as a woman who wears skirts like i'm not a big fan of wearing skirts i don't know why because they they I don't wear, like, short skirts and long skirts, like, wrap around my legs. They're not completely comfortable. I would rather wear pants than a skirt. But, like, for you guys where it's not the norm to wear skirts and feel free and, like, Mm -hmm. unconstricted, I can completely understand why you would want to. Um, And they tried for a while to make it, like, a normal thing. And it just fell flat, like. Yeah, I and I, I don't know. Um, I've worn a skirt once in my life and it was just so like, oh, wow. And it's the same as like a guy like wrapping a towel around yourself. Mm -hmm. You feel like relaxed and free. Um, And I think it's probably more acceptable now as far as like societally and and wearing it out in public. But it's not a thing like you could wear to work. Right. Like it would be a whole ordeal. I would probably lose my job if I wore a skirt to work. Yeah. Which is crazy. But... um, I don't know. It, and, and I think it comes with certain connotations still. And you're like, why can't you just wear whatever you want without people assuming things? Right. And and while assumptions aren't hurtful, it's 
it would be nicer to be seen for who you are and not have the the assumption put on you like for you as a cis hetero man like to just be able to wear a skirt as a cis hetero man and it not be like a well you must not be because you're wearing right. a skirt right and i like i'm not like fighting that cause like oh we should go wear skirts i'm just right. saying like it's it's crazy to me that it's that, still so weird that that's even a thought like how did that become i don't know i just start to wonder like why we think the way we do and how that started but anyway, I have theories, but we're not going to go. Yeah, into that's it a now. different podcast. Stay later for our Patreon after dark. Nobody wants it. And it's not happening. Um <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> so they're they're talking about the whole skirt thing and and but they're wearing their gym uniforms which they seem to act like they don't like them. My kids would die for these gym uniforms. Mm-hmm. They're just like comfy sweatpants and a comfy hoodie like our kids would wear those uniforms every single day, all of the time. But so they start talking about how they, they need to be careful. Or, or Sean says they need to keep away from Frankie. And Corey says, we don't have anything to worry about. Feeney just read him the riot act. He wouldn't be so stupid as to mess with us now. And Frankie grabs them both by the shoulders and says, you'd be pained at how stupid I can be. And he... Starts to push them towards the classroom, and then we cut to commercial. It was a really weird cut. That's why I remember. Because then it comes out of commercial break, and it's him pushing them into the classroom. And he's like, I can't believe you would rat us out. Yeah. That's your intro. Oh, that's my intro? Mm -hmm. He says, "Um, you ratted out me and Joey. And as Joey used to say, you live by the rat, you die by the rat. <laughs> and Corey goes, What does that even mean? And Frankie says, Oh, why don't we ask him? Oh, wait, we cannot. For my one and only friend Joey has been suspended. I walk alone in this world except for the grilled cheese sandwich in my pocket. And scene. Except it's not scene. But it was the end of one of the most perfect scenes in Boy Meets World history. It was great. Um, so, so basically he talks about being alone and how he, you know, what is he supposed to do now? And, in, and he's going to kill him. Yeah, he's going to kill them. He's going to beat them up. And Corey, in an effort to save their lives, is like, oh, you need new friends? Well, I've got two of them for you. And Sean's like, what? And Corey's like, us, like, we'll be your friends. And, uh... Frankie's like, you would do that? You would you would go to me? You would go with me places? And Corey starts naming places like that he movies would go. Movies and parks and like all this other stuff. And and Frankie's like, and poetry readings? And uh, Corey Sean, goes, Sean's like, poetry readings? Mm-hmm. And Corey's like, yes, we would go to poetry readings with you. You love poetry. And Sean's like, oh, poetry readings. I thought you said liver. Mm-hmm. So now they're all friends. And Frankie, like, grabs them both and hugs them. And he's like, I'm very excited that we're going to be friends or whatever. Um, And now we cut to Mr. Turner's. We cut to Mr. Turner's where Eli is over. Sean's sitting on the couch. And the phone starts ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Sean's like, do you think it's going to be her again? And Eli comes over to Jonathan. He's like, aren't you going to answer that? And Jonathan's like, uh, no. And Sean's like, you think it's going to be her again? And... Then the voicemail clicks on and it's like this girl who's just like, oh, hey, Jonathan, um, it's Melanie. Uh, I'm in town. I really wanted to catch up with you. I would, you know, I think it would be really good for us, blah, 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 blah. And 
then hangs up and Mr. Turner seems like very, very upset. And Eli's well, and she says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for all I know, you're probably you and Eli gathered around the phone and you're listening right now. And he's standing there just listening. And you're standing there with your hand in your chin. And he's it shows him standing yeah. there with his hand in his chan- chin. And Eli's like, she always did spook me. And um, so then, like, Sean launches into this really weird, like, the man isn't telling me things. Like, the man, man ma- blah, blah, blah. Man gets a call. Man doesn't want to tell his buddy Sean about the call. He's being a really irritating 15-year-old. And I don't remember what they say, but then Mr. Turner's like, Sean, would you stop saying man? If you say another sentence that starts with the word man... And Sean says, dude. dude doesn't like the word man. Um, So basically, Sean's trying to figure out what's going on with this woman. And Mr. Turner gets upset. He leaves. And Eli's like, let me tell you about this girl. Like, do you even know anything about Jonathan? And Sean's like, I know. We know everything about each other. We don't hide anything. Like, I live with him. And he's like, so then you know that Jonathan grew up. With rich, 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 rich parents. And he's like, Sean's like, he has parents? <laughs> uh, so the story is Mr. Turner grew up rich. His girlfriend was also rich. They were super hot and heavy. Everyone thought they were going to get married. Mr. Turner decided that he wanted to like make his own way in the world and become a teacher and become his own person. She thought he was crazy. They broke up. And here we are. Here we are sitting and talking about it. Mm-hmm. And... um. Sean's basically upset about it. Like, he could have been rich, and I'm sitting here in, in this apartment. So Sean is upset that Mr. Turner doesn't want to be a rich man. Sean's at that age where he does not understand that if Jonathan had been that person that decided to stay rich and stuff, that he would still be an abandoned orphan. Right. So anyway, now we go to the backyard where it's dark. Corey and Frankie are walking to the house together. And Corey is just like, thank you for walking me home. Frankie is like talking about how great his day was. Uh-huh. He's like, I loved being a normal guy. I, I loved going to school today. Thank you for being my friend this week or whatever. So sweet. Oh, my goodness. My heart was he like is, exploding. He's just being great. And they walk to the back door and Corey goes, OK, all right, thanks. Have a great night. And Frankie goes, have a great night. And then opens the door and walks into the house (laughs) (laughs) where Amy is sitting at the kitchen table. And of course, like even though the writers and producers and even Corey and Sean forget the fact that they've had like good experiences with Frankie in the past, Amy does not forget because she's just like, Oh, Hey Frankie, like welcome to our house again. I remember when Corey tried to set you up with the other girl, like, yeah. And Frankie says, Oh, he- hello, Mrs. Mrs. Matthews. Would you mind if Corey and I spend the night together on Friday evening? And Corey is behind Frankie, like, hand to Gesturing. his neck, like, no, 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 but not saying anything. Right. And uh, Amy clearly looks at Corey and then goes, yeah, Frankie, I think that'd be great. Yeah. And Frankie walks off. I'm just assuming he's going to go use the bathroom or something mm-hmm. because then Corey's like, what part of and then like starts gesturing wildly again do not understand and amy was like it seems like he needs a friend and Corey's like he doesn't need friends he's a bully like he's tortured me i don't understand and she's like everyone has something good that you can find about them like 
he's not a bad person. You should spend time with him. And he's like, there's nothing good about Frankie the Enforcer. And as he says that, they walk, or Eric and Frankie walk around the corner and they have their arm around each other. And Eric's like, oh, yeah, Frankie, yeah, Corey loves sleepovers. He loves sleepovers. And since Monday's a holiday, why don't you keep him for the whole weekend? Yeah. And that was my transition music that they do. Anyway, we cut back to Mr. Turner's. And this is... I I do need to make a point, though. Do it. Make a point. Because of the fact that... Is this negative? No. No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. Frankie is a gem. Yes. And has been. Like, they've interacted good interactions many, many times. Like, it's not like he's always, always bad to them. Like, they have had episodes where they are very close with him and everything's been fine. Yes. I will say, though, that, like, as a mom, I do not always preach the whole, like, everyone has something good about them. Like, find that good thing about them. Like, Caden has a friend and i say that very loosely who breaks all of his shit Mm -hmm. and she isn't nice to him she's she very clearly wants to be more than his friend and wants his attention as much as possible but i will not be like oh you should really look for the good in her because for the most part kaden does you're right no there's i think there's a danger in that. Like, mm-hmm. maybe this is just a one-time thing where Amy sees Frankie yeah. and and can say, no, that's a good kid. He just needs some help. Right. The I tried. Same, the same way that she knows that Sean's a good kid and mm-hmm. Corey can help him out. Right. But um, hopefully she's not like that with that because there are definitely people in the world where you have to say, oh, no, this is just a bad situation for me and I need to be away from it. Right. Aubrey's had a girl in her class that... Back in third grade, I remember saying, like, I know that she's been through a lot of different experiences than you, and you need to look at it that way and try to find the good. And a year later, I was like, yeah, uh, screw that, because she's still being mean to you, and you've been nothing but nice to her. So, like, just ignore her. Please ignore her. And they're still in school together, and she still has to ignore her. Yeah, I think that's a hard lesson to learn, and maybe maybe people don't always agree with it. And we've we've had this conversation watching Steven Universe and stuff like Steven Universe always is preaching like you can just you can save anyone and he doesn't always he tries right. to though right. and I I know that I learned a lot but I've watched you learn more recently <laughs> like yeah. I have to stop giving everything of myself to these people who are only going to take right I mean I've at, at 35 I've watched you learning that it's been tough. Right. It's been really tough. But you've done well with it. You're a lot better at it than you were when we started dating. Yeah. Um, I'm a lot more lonely <laughs> than I was when we first started dating. I have a lot less people around me. Yeah, but they're not people who are dragging you down anymore. That's true. I do think, though, too, like there's a difference between dragging someone down, like sucking all of their energy and stuff and then dragging them down morally. Like I did not let people drag me down morally. True. I, they were drawn to me because I was an unending well of kindness and, um, I guess refuge for them. Yeah. But all of that aside, Amy made the right choice with Frankie because he is a genuinely sweet and good person. And we've seen that and she has seen that. And she's probably very confused as to 
like why Corey and Frankie aren't regularly friends as it is. Yeah. As am I. As am I. Uh, but now back on topic, we go to, to Mr. Turner's apartment where Jonathan is furiously cleaning. His apartment is very clean. It is. I realized for the first time, I think, that there was a wood-burning stove in his apartment. And I mentioned it like while we're, I'm like, there's a wood-burning stove in his apartment? How does that even work? Yeah. Like, And uh, Sean goes, oh, wow, uh, you've really been doing some cleaning. Oops, that's your cologne. And Mr. Turner goes, oops, you don't have a place to live. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, so Mr. Turner, basically, uh, Sean's like, so you answered the phone, huh? And he's like, yeah, um, Melanie is coming over. Melanie's the girl. Um, she's coming over. We are going to hang out and talk. Really, I think she just wants to to make sure that she, you know, was right about me and that I gave everything up for nothing. And she's just going to judge him and, and leave. Mm-hmm. And um, they talk a little bit about the money and how Sean's like, well, you could get money out of her or whatever. Right. Um, and Like, marry her and we'll be a rich family or whatever. Yeah. And so the doorbell rings or she knocks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they open the door. She walks in and she's super cute. She's wearing a white t-shirt and blue jeans that comes up later. Yeah. And um, they, you could tell that they're, like, very happy to see each other. Mm-hmm. And she just almost, like, she looks sorry. Yeah. And she's just like, wow, nice place. It looks like mine. So she is immediately trying to make it clear that she's not the person she was before. Right. Um, and she looks over at Sean, who introduces himself to her, and she goes, oh, you must be Sean. And she, he goes, oh, hi, you must be money. I mean, Melanie. What a douche. <laughs> transition. Um, we transition to Chubby's. Um, Sean and Corey are in the basement at Chubby's, and Sean's just like, are you alone? And Corey's like, no, I'm not alone. Like... I rode my bike. I tried to lose him. I rode as fast as I could. And Frankie, like, ran the whole way. He's He's the fastest man on earth. This is pound for pound. He's the fastest man alive. Um, And they also make it known that, like, Sean was also invited to spend the night. And Corey's like, you're going to be there, too. That's great. So then Frankie comes running down the stairs. uh, And sweet Frankie's just like, thank you for this enjoyable workout. I must go replenish my fluids now. So he walks away and uh, Corey goes, Sean, let's give him a break. My mom says that everybody has good qualities. And Sean goes, Corey, he doesn't have any good qualities. He's a thug. Look at him. Everybody's afraid of him. And you see Frankie go to sit down at a table and everybody gets up and scatters. And then people give him their food. And these seventh graders run up to him and give him stuff. And Sean goes, I mean, look, they're just, these seventh graders are bowing to him. Corey, I think we found Frankie's good quality. And Corey goes, what do you mean? And he goes, watch. So they walk over and Corey goes, uh, excuse me, everybody. We're just going to sit down here with our new friend, Frankie Stacchino. And people start like handing, they hand them a tray. They put food on the tray. They put a flower on the tray. And they're like, yeah, this is going to work out great. And they sit down with Frankie. They figured out how Who they can. Who is the kid? They can use him. I don't remember. I meant to look it up. Is he from the Newsies? He seemed like a Newsies kid. <laughs> no, he's not from the Newsies. Um, but he was definitely in a lot of sitcoms. And I'm like, 
I don't remember who he is. He was this, like, really grown-up kid. Someone tell us who he is, because we should have looked it up. But you know what? We're going to let you do the legwork this time. We didn't look it up on purpose, because we wanted you guys to conversate with us. Hello, class. This is your homework. Who's the kid? Why don't we do that every week? Because nobody would listen. They would feel obligated to do homework. Class, your homework is look up the kid, the seventh grader. Anyway, what happens next? Tanya. Uh, Next, we go on the weird date. Yeah, we go to the restaurant. I don't know what restaurant this is. It's a restaurant that seems very down to earth, but they've got giant glasses of wine. And I... Like, more and more, I'm realizing that the guy who plays Mr. Turner, he's just a very good, like, natural actor. Like, he very naturally was, like, sitting there on this date, like, playing with his cup and and all of this while she was so unnatural that it made me uncomfortable. She was in this scene, definitely. And I almost felt like she was trying to channel Amy, but wasn't getting it right. Huh. Huh. Like, there was the ways that she, that, that Amy moves and talks and stuff that are very natural for her. It almost seemed like this character was, like, trying to be like, oh, well, she's cute, so I'm going to do what she does. And it wasn't natural for her. But all of that aside, like, this date that we're on, you know, she basically is like, I guess you're surprised to see me. And he's like, yeah, like, you're dressed different. Did your dad cut all your credit cards and she's like i've got my own credit cards now like okay and then she says i own my own business and he goes oh so you're just here to make me feel uncomfortable or feel bad and she says no i'm i'm just here to hang out and she's i'm he says well then why are you dressed in jeans and a t-shirt and she says i'm here to i just want to be comfortable like this is what i wear to work she's like i own a bookshop which oh jealous um obviously though like she owns a business. She did not cultivate that business on her own. Like Maybe. You don't know. Don't judge her. Maybe she went off on her own to do it herself. You don't know. Probably not. I mean, I'm glad that she's making her own money now, but I'm almost positive 100%. Like, if, if I had everything handed to me and I wanted to make my own way, I would then be like, okay, I want to make my own way and this is what I want to do. So can you help me with that? Maybe. But so she says, I moved out to start my own life. Um, and he says, well, you, you hated it when I did that. And like, we broke up because you didn't want me to do that. And she goes, yeah, because I was comfortable and I was scared because I knew that eventually if you did that, I was going to want to go do that too. And I didn't want to do that. I was comfortable in my life and I love my Beamer. That was the only time I was annoyed by her. And that was the only time that didn't bother me. I thought that was like a normal thing to say, like... Um, I will say, though, that this is the beginning of what could be a very healthy relationship. Yeah, I didn't. I, you seem to hate her, and I like her a lot. Um, I just, the the interchanges between them were a little, like, it was, she was trying too hard to she be was overacting. She was overacting a little bit. But anyway, she says she loved. I don't loved, hate her. Okay. She loved her Beamer, and Mr. Turner says, yeah, those seats did go all the way back, didn't they? Like, he very quickly went from... Um, I'm uncomfortable around her to, I kind of like her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they warmed up to each other really quick. Um, and like, I would love to see them continue to be a couple. I think that would have been, that would be a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the way they're talking to each other, I just felt like it was a very, 
healthy beginning of like a relationship. Yeah. Or picking back up on a relationship. Right. Um, but so, picking back up on a relationship that they're realizing that they didn't really have with each other. Right. So they basically say, like, we need to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mr. Turner says, yeah, you still got that Beamer? And she's basically like, a girl's got to have something, right? So she still has her Beamer. And he wants to enjoy it. Right. So, I mean, he doesn't have his own apartment, so... That's true. Oh, that must be so awful. A single man in Philadelphia. Yeah, we've had a whole episode about it. I know. It's just so <laughs> it just crazy. just hit you all over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we are two people that have three kids that blended it together. I'm sure that Mr. Turner is fine. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, we go back to the lunchroom. Um, where everyone is, like, moving so that, like, Corey and Sean can sit down. And, and they walk in and they say, like, oh, wow, a crowded lunchroom. Whatever will we do, Sean? And Frankie's, like, obviously looking annoyed. Yeah. Um, he's, like, unhappy, but they don't notice. Mm-hmm. And they walk over to the table and everybody moves. And they're like, oh, look, a table just for us. Who would have thought? And they go to sit down, and Frankie's like, you know what I'm beginning to wonder? I'm beginning to wonder what kind of friends we are. And Sean goes, oh, best friends. Yeah, like, they're trying to, like, reassure him, like, oh, no, this is a great arrangement that we've got. And he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't feel that. And then the kid that we need you to look up comes in. He's like, dry cleaning's here. Mm-hmm. He's like, and they got the stand. And he seems happy. Like, it's really weird that he seems so happy. And they're like, Thank you. That's great. What's your name? And he's like, Robert. And they're like, no, it's not. It's Alden. What? And- <laughs> That's terrible. That was terrible. I'm done with this podcast. Why are you feeling so seen right now? I said I was done with this podcast. You are not. I'm gone. Alden's name is Robert. Sort of. His first name is Robert. I said I'm done. <laughs> His first name is Robert. His middle name is Alden. Anyway, so Robert says that his name is Robert. And they're like, we're going to call you mm, Dances with Sweaters. This is, I guess this was around when Dances with Wolves was big. Yeah, maybe. But they're doing the whole like Harley Kiner thing where Harley like makes new names for people. Right. And Robert or Dances with Sweaters is like, huh, I like it. And then like scampers off. And Frankie is just like, oh, and he looks very perturbed. And he, which... Like, Ethan Soupley is very good. He's so good. looking very perturbed and, like, emotional and thoughtful. And he gets up very quietly. And I like, know we say this a lot, class, and you're not unaware. But we, we got to say it again. Ethan Soupley is a national treasure, especially as Frankie. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, and he gets up and they're like, where are you going? And he was like... Uh, he, he says he needs to reflect on his own. He I needs, need to be alone to reflect. And he walks out of the cafeteria and into the hallway. And when he walks into the hallway, there's a group of kids sitting at a bench, a group of 30-year-old children sitting at a bench. And Frankie says, Hey, can I sit with you guys? And very they, sweet, very kind. I just want to be his friend so bad. And they get up and they scatter. So he doesn't sit down. He just like looks dejected and starts like pacing the hallway. And Mr. Feeney walks out. And Mr. Feeney says, um, are, you, are you feeling lost? And I guess I'm... This yeah, is, this is it. All right. So... This is your moment. 
do not miss your chance. Get it? Get mm-hmm. it? Anyway, he says, metaphorically speaking, yes, Mr. Feeney. And I'm basically going to read all this word for word because he it, has was, to. it was so fantastic. Um, and he says, you see, I found myself some new friends, as you suggested, as you yourself suggested. And he goes, yes, Mr. Hunter and Mr. Matthews, well done. And he goes, I'm not so sure. Mr. Feeney, you told me hanging with a better crowd would make me a better person. And yet here I wander like the Israelites in the days of Yule Brenner. <laughs> and he says, you're over my head, Mr. Stacchino. And he says, I'm still Frankie the Enforcer. Ah, so your new friends are not what you hoped they'd be. It's always the same, Mr. Feeney. Harley and Joey, Corey and Sean, they just see this big guy who everybody's afraid of and they use my power for evil. And and Mr. Feeney says, why do you let them? And Frankie says, if pressed, Mr. Feeney, I would have to admit, I want them to like me. Is that so wrong? And he says, everyone wants to be liked, Frankie. And he goes, even you, Mr. Feeney? And he says, don't tell the students, that would only create chaos. And Frankie says, when will they stop taking advantage of me? And I just feel weird going, you need to be Mr. Feeney in this. because this Sorry, is... I'm crying. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Feeney says, as soon as you stand up to them, let them know how you feel. And when he says that, um, Mr. Feeney almost like balls his fists. And like, I thought that he was trying to say fight him, <laughs> but he wasn't. No. I know, but he did. He like, he balled his fist and he says, stand up to them. And uh, Frankie says, I can do that. And he says, that, Mr. Stacchino, is the test of a real friendship. Um, By the way, this is when Tanya pointed out, like, Mr. Feeney's facial uh, reactions in this whole scene are all so good. Like, he's Mm -hmm. reacting to Frankie saying what he's saying. He is forcefully saying the things that he wants to say, but also being so... Um, kind, kind and tender yeah. and like literally as you're reading I'm crying because like it's so sweet it's just such a sweet moment and I can't imagine two actors getting it better yeah and Frankie says but what if Corey and Sean fail that test and Mr. Feeney like leans back and goes ah, welcome to my life <laughs> and that whole scene was so wonderful it was beautiful it was it was truly so good. And scene, I I can throw my phone back onto the bed. Oh, you did it justice. I'm so proud of you. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> she literally is crying. I, I've made my wife cry live on podcast. <laughs> I made my wife cry. How you ask? By pretending to be Ethan Soupley as Frankie Stacchino. And Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney. You're just an actor for the ages. Oh, all God. of them. Teenagers, um, old ages. Uh-huh. What other ages? Just those. So we cut back to the Mr. Turner's apartment, and Sean's listening to a voice message. From Frankie, um, who's saying, like, we need to talk about our friendship. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, blah, blah, blah. And Sean looks perplexed. and He says um, he says something about how, like, you don't know who I really... Excuse my sniffles. I was genuinely crying. I wasn't lying. <laughs> he says uh, to Sean, you don't, you guys don't know who I really am, and I feel like it's time you find out. Um, and, then, and then at the end of the message, you hear, hur, 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 and, and Frankie goes, Dad, I'm talking. I'm, I'm, I'm on the phone. Like, stop barking. Um, so Sh- Sean gets that message. And then Mr. Turner comes in. And he's like talking about his date. And he's like, yeah, like, I really think it was a really good date. 
I felt like she never really knew me before and we finally were, you know, able to get to know each other. And, and... He says she's changed and Sean says, so we're moving to Connecticut? And uh, Mr. Turner says, no, definitely not. We're still here. And Sean goes, yeah, that's probably good. I, you know, I wouldn't know how to live that life anyway, but it would it kill you to get me a pillow, John. <laughs> and this is another one of those moments where, like, Mr. Turner, the guy who plays, what is the guy's name that plays Mr. Turner? I see his name all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Mr. Turner. Jonathan Turner. No, his real name. I don't remember. Um, but he's, like, super relaxed and natural, like, sitting on the couch, just, like, having a normal conversation. And then there's Eli, who is the most unnatural he's like doing weird things with his hands while he's talking and Mm -hmm. it was just and i love eli it was just so funny the contrast like yeah so mr turner says yeah it's just you spend all that time with someone and you still like don't really know who someone really is like you just miss out on who they really are and it pans over to sean who's just like oh damn it yeah he's like nodding and like he understands he's realizing that it relates to his situation with mr stacchino we have a b plot that runs completely parallel with the a plot for the first time in a a very long time and it made me so excited i like yelled about it the first time i watched so i was like the b plot and the a plot match she did um, so now it gets to the hallway where it's like kind of dark in the hallway. Yeah, it's like before or after school hours or something. And Corey and Sean kind of meet up at the lockers. And um, Corey's like, what did you want to talk about? And Sean's like, what did you want to talk about? And they're like, uh, this is weird. I thought you wanted to meet up with me. And they're like, no, I thought you wanted to meet up with me. What's going on? And Corey and- says, this makes no sense to me. And then the kid. seventh grader that you guys are looking up for us stands up and goes it makes perfect sense to me and then sean goes dances and then the kid robert is he basically is like we're not gonna do your shit for you anymore we're not taking orders anymore and Corey goes what about our dry cleaning um but all of the seventh graders come out like they're all coming out of lockers and classrooms and stuff and they surround says, them like, and it was very peter pan because sean said you and what army and he says this army and all the kids like swarm and they're very nervous like sean and Corey are very nervous and robert's just like yeah you you know you don't have your enforcer with you not so tough um and then frankie comes in and, and they all start screaming because Corey goes, Frankie, and the kid goes, Frankie, run! Um, and Sean's like, wait, no, like, when was the last time you actually looked at Frankie Stacchino? And, and says, they're all like, I'm looking at him right now, run! And then they, go ahead, sorry, well, you seem... You want to when, when, when they say, when's the last time you looked at him? He goes, I looked at him the other day, upside down. And um, oh, yeah. so he goes, Sean goes into this whole thing. Like, you really, like, you need to give this man a chance. Like, did you know that he is, he's a poet? Like, he loves poetry. And then Corey goes, oh, that's right. He does love poetry. It's so weird. Yeah. And he's like, he, he reads poetry. They watched him do it, like, a few times. Yeah, and Sean starts, like, explaining, you you should, you really should give this, he's gentle, he's sweet, he's a great person, you really should give him a chance to get to know him, like we should have. 
Mm-hmm. And then they look over at him and Frankie smiles like awkwardly with his teeth. <laughs> and the kid goes, he's showing his teeth. Run! But even though all the seventh graders run, Corey and Sean are still standing there. And I was so proud of Sean for being really the voice of reason in this mm, and yeah. doing such a good job. It was really good. Yeah, and Frankie says, all that stuff you said, did you mean it? Or once again, were you trying to avoid an indescribable beatdown? And they're like, yeah, we, we meant it. And they're like, so what do you want to do now? He's like, I want to go grab a burger with my two new friends. Mm-hmm. It sounded like the end of a Barrett Stain Bear book. Did it? Mm-hmm. So they put, he puts the, his arm around them and the music plays because we're going to the credits. We're going to the credits. You get to do the, the credit scene because it's probably your favorite thing. I can't, I can't even do Is it justice. Is your voice going to be okay? I don't know. I can't, I can't do it justice. We go to the kitchen, the Matthews kitchen, mm-hmm. and uh, they say, Frankie, because it's Corey, Sean, and, and Frankie sitting there, and they say, Frankie, I'm really excited to go see your dad. What time is your dad's match? And you hear, it's Vader time! <laughs> he comes in in his like whole outfit and everything with and, his championship belt on. And Frankie goes, Dad, you don't have to be in character all the time, which was Big for that time. This is Mm -hmm. 96, and Frankie is telling him on TV, like, you're not really this person, Dad. You're in character right now. Meanwhile, in 96, we all thought it was real. To an extent. Yeah, definitely. I did. I didn't know it wasn't real until I was, like, 17. Yeah. um, But, so he goes, like, Vader goes into this whole, like, another promo where he's like yeah what are you doing you sound so tough little man and he's gonna... got Corey like backed up against the table and like screaming in his he's face he's like try me try to take this belt i'm the 11 time champ and Corey goes oh, no no, I, don't no I, I can't i couldn't even get through airport security with that thing <laughs> and he's like come on <laughs> and, and amy, amy walks in down and she's like oh cut it out francis you're not like this at the pta meeting and it was the cutest freaking thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. on tv again though she called him francis do you remember in season two feeny says his name is like uh lenny or leonard no it's francis no i'm pretty sure it's francis no he's it was something else it was it was i'm looking because i remember thinking it was so close to his real name which is leon so leslie francis stacchino yeah leslie because uh for those of you who don't didn't hear because i cut most of it out um, in I was right and Tanya was wrong. In the thriller and Phila, he was Leslie Stacchino. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is like a, a Robert Alden situation. Maybe. Maybe he's Leslie Francis or Francis Leslie. And that would make even more sense because Frankie is named after him and you're named after your dad, but you don't have the same middle name. That's true. You're basically Frankie. That's me. I'm Frankie, the big bully. Um, you have I, a poetic spirit, okay? Why always so big and tough. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's Frankie Leslie. And um, Eric walks in while they're having this conversation, and Eric is just like, oh, he obviously hey. doesn't notice the gigantic wrestler in his kitchen. Yeah, but he looks at Frankie and he goes, Frankie, I heard the word is on the, word on the street is that you're going soft. <laughs> and makes fun of him and... and uh, Corey goes, just give him a break, Eric. And Eric says, give me one reason why I shouldn't. And Vader turns on him. He goes, I'll give you three reasons. And picks him up over his shoulders and goes, woof, woof, woof. 
And Eric goes, get him a bone. And that was it. Yeah. Episode over. In the thrill in Phil, he gets thrown around by Vader too. Yeah. Eric does. So yeah. I'm thinking Will Friedel just absolutely loved getting thrown around by wrestlers. Well, I believe he's a wrestling fan. He is a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I've seen that on his Insta. Yeah. I wonder if he was a wrestling fan before this or if this brought that on. Like, Because I think a lot of people, I've heard about a lot of people, celebrities especially, who aren't wrestling fans because they think it's stupid and staged. And then they go to a wrestling match and they're like, oh my God, I get it. Or they become friends with a wrestler. Yeah. Like... There are people who, be, you know, do movies or TV shows or whatever with a wrestler and mm. they become friends with that wrestler. And then all of a sudden wrestling is life like you would see like Jack Black going to wrestling matches. The Rock is his friend. Like mm-hmm. now he's into wrestling. Yeah, um, because I think we all have that moment where we're like either either you liked it as a kid and then you stop or you never liked it. But people get to the point where they're like, oh, this is fake. I don't care about this anymore. But it's it's so much more than that. Like mm-hmm. for me it's 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 poetry in motion like it is these guys who are or, and girls who are out there doing these incredible things that super aren't fake right. the only thing that's fake about this at all is they're playing to a point where someone's going to win right um, that part is hard for me it's still it's very hard for me where i'm like it doesn't matter who's better for real like mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is always going to win, and that sucks. Right. It's why I don't watch anymore. Yeah, it's true. But I like I used to be just as big of a fan as Alden was, and now I can't I can't handle it because everything I want is not done except with Becky. Becky's doing pretty well, and I follow her and know what's going on with her. Yeah, there are a few storylines still going on that are fun, but I as as a general rule right now, I don't really watch WWE. There's ethical issues I think mm-hmm. that I have mm-hmm. with it, but also there's a lot of storyline that I don't enjoy about it. And that that is what's a bummer about it. But there's still there's so much out there to watch and enjoy. There's J- Japanese wrestling, there is AEW, there mm-hmm. is Ring of Honor, which still is garbage right now, but doesn't matter. That none of that matters to anybody that's listening except for me. And Mike. All I'm and Mike. All I'm saying is, <laughs> give it a chance or don't. I don't care. Give AEW a chance. Yes. Don't give WWE a chance. AEW is so good right now. Vince McMahon. Garbage person. So bad. He's like the Chick Fil A of people. <laughs> he is. Uh, Sorry, I watched Chick Fil A people standing was... outside in 20 degree weather yesterday for no reason, and I got very upset. So mad. I don't even want to get into all of it. She was very mad, and it still was a whole thing. Surprised it didn't turn into a Twitter rant, but here we are. I just ranted at a podcast. Um, anyway, Tanya, the episode is over now. We finished uh-huh. it. How did you feel about this episode an hour in? It was my favorite, favorite episode of Boy Meets World so far. Like, I smiled through the entire thing the first time around. I couldn't even believe, like, I was literally laying in bed just, like, with a grin on my face. This episode was so great. And I I wish I did more research. I don't remember seeing Matthew Nelson writing any other episodes. I don't remember hearing his name. When you read me the names, I don't remember hearing those names. <laughs> I just, is, it the first, I, is it on the, the first page? The first page that I turned to. On my notes, Matthew Nelson wrote um, Double Lie, um, the episode two from season three. Um, Veronica Watson. Um, oh, I feel like I liked that episode. 
Yeah, this is the episode where uh, Mr. Turner lied about going to the wedding. Oh, and yeah. Sean found out because he tried to go back into the apartment with the girl. That's right. So it turned out. And she out, yeah. was just a delight. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Matthew Nelson, you're dope. Yeah. Dope. That's you, Matthew Nelson. Wow. Anyway. So you liked the episode? It was so good. How did you feel about the episode? It was amazing. Uh, Frankie episodes where Frankie is handled correctly are always fantastic. And this episode was great because you had you got to see like, oh, he's really a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and given the chance, he wants to be a great guy. It's just that everybody else around him wants to use his size and the fear that he invokes on people for their own benefit. Yeah. And you see, like, Sean and Corey, who are generally good kids, turn into bad kids because Mm -hmm. they're using him. Well, Um, and they are generally selfish kids. And I think it says a mm. lot about kids in general is that their instinct is every man for themselves. Like, that is the instinct of kids, especially at that age. Like, their instinct is not to do things that make life better for everyone around them because none of the other kids are doing that either. Their mm-hmm. instinct is to do what makes things easier for them because they have to get through day to day. And it really points out too that like we didn't see the behind the scenes of Frankie and Joey and we didn't see the behind the scenes of Frankie and Harley and Griff. Um, Frankie's just probably doing all of this because he's like, these are the guys who want me around Um, I'm just going to hang out with them because they're the only people who I can hang out with. Well, and I also think that it's very clear in a lot of the episodes, and we have talked about it, how he tends to be like a voice of reason where he's like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Like, that's it. Um, I'm walking away now. Like, he's always walking away from things because it's not his bag. So while he did bully people and he did do things wrong, I think it was his preservation instincts because nobody else wanted to be around him. And we've watched that with people that we grew up with. We've watched people that I'm like, I can't even believe some of the people that I got to be friends with within a certain group of like terrible people that there were just these standouts that were just wonderful who have gone on to do wonderful things like they're firemen and have wonderful families and are genuinely good people but their situation was these people have to be my friends they're the only people who will hang out with me yeah so i wish the best for frankie yeah it was it was really great and I, I agree. Like, I've had many groups of friends where I've, like, kind of, okay, this is the person I'm going to be friends with in this group. Um, maybe not so much everybody else. Right. And I don't know. I just, I feel like, and, and if looking back, Frankie, um, I'm sorry, Joey and Harley, even though they didn't enjoy it, would go to Frankie's poetry readings. Well, Harley didn't enjoy it. Joey clearly enjoyed Frankie's poetry. Joey clearly loves Frankie. Yes. Joey doesn't have the integrity that Frankie has. Right. Joey pretty much just goes along with things. He's not as intelligent as Frankie. Frankie Mm -hmm. has thought through right and wrong. Joey's just like, meh, whatever. Joey's more of a Sean. Yeah, and Joey's like, I'll get five bucks. I'll do this. Like, I'll clock out this teacher. I don't care. Yeah. And when that's a really good example. I know. Because in that moment, Joey is so confused as to why anyone would be mad at this janitor for skipping out he's just like what he wants to go do something fun like why aren't you why are you being so mean about it like Mm -hmm. he genuinely doesn't have that moral compass right and 
does it make him okay? Not really, but it just is a contrast to the fact that, like, he does genuinely love Frankie. Like, he's there for Frankie, but Frankie is moralistically a decent person who fell into this group of friends. Right. So my thing is, we've seen an episode where there's been a great amount of character development between uh, Corey and Sean and Frankie. Um, I we I don't want to go back to next week. Where I don't want to go to next week. Where, where they're getting beat up by Frankie again or whatever. They're they're bullying and, and whatever. How much longer do we even get to have Frankie? Because I feel like it's not much longer. I don't feel like it's much longer either, but I don't remember much of what happens between now and season four. Yeah. I mean, it's always interesting to find out, but at the same time, I don't want to lose Frankie yet. <laughs> and honestly, like, I love Joey and Frankie together, too. Like, that is very clear. I don't know, though. There are definitely more episodes with Vader in the future. Okay. And I can't imagine there's more episodes with Vader without Frankie. Okay. Maybe there are. I don't know. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I genuinely just crossed my fingers. I didn't, because it's podcast. It's an audio medium. Theater of the mind. Did you see they're finally releasing the Ethan Supley movie? No. They are. Finally. Um, anyway. They shelved it for a while. Yeah. Didn't know if it was ever going to come out. Now it is. So that was our thoughts on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Such a good episode, guys. Yeah. Anything you want to say to the people, Tanya? Just love each other. Love each other. And really look at people and not just like what they're showing on the outside. Because really, like the deeper seated things are what matter anyway. Like their butts. <laughs> <laughs> look at everyone's butts, guys. Deeper, That's how you'll know. Deeper seated. Deeper seated in you their sit butts? On your butt. You sit on your butt. You oh, seated. Seated. <laughs> Uh, that was good. Okay. Anyway. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Class oh, wait. Dismissed. No, it's not dismissed. <laughs> we don't. Just find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter at BM. Well, find us everywhere at BMG and BMW. Um, if you want to find Tanya in specific, at Cinderhana Bear. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm at A.Bear. B A I R. Um, also, check out Book It. And, yeah, it um, was really fun to listen to. Um, listen to their podcast and find them on Twitter and, and follow them. Yeah, it's Book It exclamation point a wrestling podcast Mm -hmm. you have to put it in that way because if you put book it in there's like a game that you can buy that's sort of like the same idea um that's not the podcast no the podcast is book it exclamation point a wrestling podcast and mike travis and damone that was fantastic and find them on twitter um anyway thank you for joining us this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season three episode 13 Class dismissed.